Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Victory Over Sin is actually a program that is funded by an advocacy arm of St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho. And what we aim to do is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to be incarcerated and to come out of incarceration and blend back into this community. Uh, we do that in several different ways, but certainly one of them is this radio show that we've been doing for almost six years now. And in those six years, uh, we've kind of talked to all sorts of people. We've talked to governors. We've talked to senators. We've talked to people who just walked out of incarceration. We actually have one gentleman who walked, who was here and then was going right back into prison. We also talked to all sorts of organizations who have are in support of people who are returning citizens trying to blend back into the community. So it's an exciting array of shows, and they're all listed in your local podcasts, wherever you get a podcast at Google, at Spotify. Everybody's listed. Just go into there and Google uh, or request a picture over sin. All the old archive shows should come up, and you can listen to them. We're proud of that work. We hope you take a look at it and uh, learn something about the Department of Corrections because that's what we're attempting to do. Uh, in addition to that, we also do a PowerPoint presentation that we will actually come and share with your church group, your service group, uh, your neighborhood, pretty much any group that wants to get together and understand the Department of Corrections. The great thing about this is that it is led by a returning citizen themselves. So they will come out, share the 20-minute PowerPoint, and then be there to answer questions about what it's like to come out of incarceration and blend back into our community. At the end of the show, I'll let you know how to get in touch with me. If you're interested in any of this information or you want additional information, we'll be happy to help you with that. If you've been listening to me over the years, you know that our program has been really blessed. It's grown and it's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, we have two locations now. The main one is in Boise at 3217 Overland Road. And out of that location, we try to see everybody who is out of incarceration the first day. In addition to that, we also have an office inside probation and parole in District 3 in, Cle in uh, Caldwell, and that's it, 3110 Cleveland Boulevard in Caldwell. If you go in there and just say, hey, I want to talk to somebody from St. Vincent Paul, there should be a staff person there, midday hours, between like 10 and 2 daily. Uh, that's not fully staffed yet, but we're working on that. Uh, in addition to that, any other questions that you need answered about St. Vincent Paul, you can go to www.svdpid.org and get those answers. Uh, one of the things that we're proudest about is our expansion of services for employment, especially for those coming out of incarceration. And that's one of the things we're going to get to talk about with my guests today. And we'll be right back to do that in just a minute. 
Idaho has an incarceration rate of 761 to 100,000 people, including prisons, jails, immigration detention, and juvenile justice facilities, meaning that it locks up a higher percentage of its people than any democracy on earth. Compare that to the United States, 664 people per 100,000, Canada's 104 people per 100,000, and Norway's 54 people per 100,000. What about our parole system? In 2019, Prison Policy Initiative graded each of the 50 states for their parole system. Idaho received a grade of F. How do we change this? We need your involvement, and we need your story. More importantly, you must tell it. Your Christian voice can support the need to change. Reach out to us and get involved. At the end of the show, Mark will share his contact information, or you can call the radio station, KBXL 941 The Voice, and ask for links to Mark Rank. Okay, this is really nice this afternoon to be able to, to introduce you to two people I get to work with all the time, and uh, I'm special that I get to interact with these two ladies. One of them is Stacy Tucker, the other is Maddie Broom, and they are what we call reentry career development specialist here with St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho. Welcome, ladies. How are you? Doing good. Thanks, good. Mark. Thank you. Uh, why don't we start with Maddie? Maddie, tell us a little bit about your background and where you're from and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. First, I want to say uh, thanks for having us on. Um, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, so I promise I, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I had to promise Maddie it was gonna be fun. <laughs> um, so I am from Everett, Washington. Um, I lived there my whole life, and then one day I decided I was tired of the rain. So I packed up and moved to Idaho. Uh, went to Boise State, where I got my bachelor's in psychology and criminal justice. Good deal. And so, you moved to a state that has been inundated by rain all of a sudden, <laughs> and it can't stop raining. <laughs> it seems like so. Did you? You didn't bring this. This is just. Uh, I might have brought it, so I apologize. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Stacy, how about you? Where did you? A little uh, bit about yourself. So I came from originally Chicago, hopped over to the island of Hawaii for a while, um, came to Idaho, and I've recently gone to school at Idaho State University. And through one of my professors, I was put in contact with Mark and the reentry services here in Boise. And I started interning for Mark uh, the March of last year. And um, through through that, I just fell in love with the whole process and um, even more than I thought I would, I think. Um, I love working with people in in populations that are more in need and um i feel like i understand them on the level where it makes me feel really good to be able to help them and um so yeah that's where i'm at still doing that certainly some sympathy for uh stacy because she had to put up with me as (laughs) as an intern for a while but we should talk a little bit about you you're getting an award aren't you it's kind of cool yes and that's so exciting so you're you've been singled out by idaho state university to, to to do what um, well, I was told I was on the dean's list this semester, which uh, is a shock to anyone that's ever met me in their entire life. And um, I was told this last week that I've been invited to be presented with a pin and a certificate from the president of Idaho State University um, for being in one of their 
oldest and prestigious honor societies, and I am happily going to be taking my first trip to Pocatello. There you go. Yeah. Well, I think it's good to take a trip to Pocatello because that's where the school originates. So that's, yeah, but that's congratulations. It couldn't happen to a nicer person. Thanks. And uh, we're, we're, we're very proud of you. But both of you came to a point where you said, oh, man, this is cool, this criminal justice kind of issues and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about uh, what drew you to that. Do you want to start, Maddie, maybe? Yeah, so um, it sounds kind of cliche. I think everyone says it, but I've just always had this passion to help people. Once I got my degree, I honestly didn't know really where I was going to go with it. Um, I like to say that a lot of tiny miracles led to me working at St. Vincent de Paul. Um, I interned for them um, my last semester at Boise State, and then I was offered a job right afterwards. I didn't know a whole lot about reentry. Um, I guess the only experience I've had with reentry is I've had some family members that have been incarcerated. One of my best friends has been incarcerated. I've seen the struggles that people face. Um, I've seen all the barriers that I have to overcome, and I just really wanted to be a part of the solution and to make um, reentry just a little bit easier. Yeah, that's good. How about you, Stace? Um, I've had personal touches with incarceration in my family and just a lot of hardship that I saw come from that and it seemed very preventable and then I saw all of the roadblocks that were put in place by society to the people coming out of incarceration which leads to such a high rate of recidivism and we just see people going in and out and I feel that with all the resources that are available, it seems that we could really serve people better and get them on their feet and support them. And as we go on from even my childhood, it seems like we've moved away from this us and them mentality to where it's a society with that's just so black and white and we've turned into a society where you look in the mirror and the person incarcerated looks a whole lot more like the person looking back at you as far as it goes someone that's going to be your neighbor you you want these communities to be served the best by the the strongest and you being able to do that is going to take all the resources that we have. And so for me, I really have seen it on a firsthand basis. I see that people in my family, if there were things in place, I didn't hear about them. We didn't know about them. Definitely didn't serve my family very well. And seeing what's available now, that's put into my heart. I know that we can do this. I know that we can do better. And and uh, that's my whole purpose is to bring this to the community. Well, I think you know this from hanging around with me, but that's I think that's the essence of what we have to do is to be able to show that to Idaho, that how ingrained we are in the system and how vital it is that we all work together so that everybody kind of blends back in. That's a difficult task. It's monumental to kind of overcome, but there certainly are the challenges there to do that. So I thank you for that, that ride. But back to you, if we can, Maddie, I was thinking... You had lots of different places where you could go with for an internship, yet was it a choice? Was it down to uh, St. Vincent de Paul and, I don't know, you tell me, somebody else? Why? What, what led you to St. Vincent de Paul? You know, I applied to a few different places. I applied to St. Vincent de Paul and the Women's and Children's Alliance. Um, kind of going back to what I said before, I just wanted to help people. I didn't really know what my calling was going to be. I didn't know where that was going to take me. So I kind of just left left it up to fate to see where I was going to end up, and I'm really glad that I ended up at St. Vincent de Paul. Um, I fell in love with the mission, the values we have here, all the good we do. 
And yeah, I'm grateful every day that I get to work for this wonderful yeah, organization. People don't know that uh, I think there's some, uh, I want to say 80 or so employees of St. Vincent de Paul when you count the, the, th the thrift stores and everybody else that's employed. It's really a massive kind of undertaking. And it was so neat to see you were taking, you were working back in like the business office, weren't you, when you first started? Mm -hmm. So you started in the business office and I kept hearing this name from my boss and your boss too now, saying, you know, this lady's special, this lady's special, you know, we have to figure out a place for her. So congratulations, I'm glad you're here and working with us. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, so let's talk about the efforts that we've been doing because we've made some real changes with you guys coming on. Tell us what you're doing so far in terms of, you started out doing stuff just in-house in terms of talking to people as needed jobs, correct? What was that process like? Yeah, I mean, I guess in the beginning, it was pretty basic. Um, we wanted to help with career development, and that's kind of where we started. Um, resumes, cover letters, interview skills, a few uh, direct referrals, things like that. But with working with Tim Lay, he is a dreamer. <laughs> and so we have expanded quite a bit. Um, it really did start just helping people on the outside, but now we're able to come into the inside uh, with our partnership with IDOC. So now we get to meet with people before they're released. Um, we spend a lot of time at the Resource Center out at ISCI, um, giving out resources, kind of explaining what we do. We teach classes. We go out to South Boise once a month, starting to set up. So let's go with each one of the institutions. Okay. You mentioned ISCI, so that's you go out there. Mm -hmm. how, how often do you guys go out there? I go out to the Resource Center once or twice a month. Um, people can sign up on the call-out list to come meet with me. We also spend time at CI and specifically talk about apprenticeships, if they've started it, if they want to finish it, and how we can help them go through that process. So if you're listening to us and you're at the yard and you want information, certainly a case manager, but if you go to education, you go to the, uh, what do they call it, the Center for Hope? Yep, Center for, Center for Hope. Hope. Go to Center for Hope. That's manned by... Uh, local residents there are manning that all the time. They'll direct you. So you can sign up and you can meet with these ladies if that's something you want to do, right? You also go into CI, too, in the correctional industries, right? Mm -hmm. And do stuff there, okay? So that's one institution. Another institution, I know you go to the women. How often do you go to the women? We're doing classes there once a month. Once a month. And so that's in education? Yep. So uh, do people sign up for that on their own or is it just automatic? They do sign up for it. So okay. the the manager for the education over there, she has the ladies. She lets them know when we're coming, when we're going to be there, and they're able to sign up for that. And then we ha get to spend a couple of hours with them, and it's been really rewarding. Yeah. I know. That's one of the institutions that uh, what I didn't mention in the opening, probably should now maybe, is that if you need a ride from incarceration, we'll pick you up and uh, bring you out of the institution. And so we're a lot of my staff, direct staff, are out there much more than, than these guys are picking people up. But I know I went with you to ISCC, where we did a, in a workshop in education. And you're going to do that on an ongoing basis too, right? Correct. How often do you do that? Uh, it's kind of just whenever they ask us to. So we're still trying to get into the routine. Mm -hmm. But I think the long-range plan is to be at least at ISCC, at the Women's Prison South Women's, uh, at uh, the yard, and also we're trying to get into Siki at this point in time, and they just haven't made room for us yet, right? Mm -hmm. So eventually all, all of us will be out there in this capacity. So if you're listening to us in the desert and this is something you want to start thinking about, then this is to be talking about with your case manager, with the people you interact with, and say, hey, when are these guys coming out? I'd like to meet these ladies, and so let's get that involved. Is that the case? Yes. Good deal. So from there, where do you think 
we is that first of all that's working well we've been out there as a entire you know we're starting to see some of the people you've seen on the inside correct so tell yeah. me what that works through how's that work so the people that we talked to inside are, have been already reaching out to us the moment they they step out and it's exciting because we're giving that warm welcome back into society we're letting them know that there's people on the outside that believe in them and not only are we picking them up at the gate because um, mark's team here does an amazing job of you know just getting them back into society getting someone from the gate into so, so nice to have a, the intern there kind of promote that i appreciate that thank you very much well i can't say enough about about mark's team because working with mark's team and seeing it on a daily basis and and just seeing what that means to people as they walk out because it's it can be very nerve-wracking um you might have ideas of what you want to do when you're when you walk out the gate but then suddenly you're there at the gate and it and everything goes away and you just have these nerves and you don't know exactly what's going to happen and as we drive into the town you see this like oh i'm fine and and then suddenly we're into the town and they're like oh my gosh this is real what's happening and so um something that's been really exciting has been i'll give an example of this week i picked someone up at the gate and what used to happen would be we'd go to the office, we'd drive them around, we'd take them to probation and parole, we'd go down to the Department of Health and Welfare, getting them a fat box of food and uh, some bus passes and be able to take them to their new home and just really feel like we're getting them settled. But this time, what's changed from this program that we've been doing, Maddie and I, have it's it changed because I was able to connect with someone in the community who I knew lived near her as far as a workplace, someone who would be a support when her recovery was going south and um, and by the end of the day she didn't just have all those resources that we once had but she also had a job and um, I, I can't say enough about what that meant to her and how exciting it was for me to be like I see this now and then going back to the office we got a phone call come in and they're like oh it's someone from the prison they're calling and it was someone calling from the CRC and he's like hey I met with you at the CRC. I, I met with you at Center of Hope. And um, guess what? I'm going to be getting out. I'm able to use the phone right now. And um, I got I talked to the person that you set us up with and I got the job. And so when I walk out these doors, I know I have something. And yeah. this is where <clears throat> it's making the impact. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an understatement to say that a lot of the work we've been doing for years has come in to fruition so that this does work so, so much better. I know that this morning we had a, uh, I mean, yesterday morning we had a situation in which I picked somebody up and we were talking and he had a job, he had topped his time, he was working at one of the CRCs and he was fine. He was just really trying to kill a couple of days before he was going to take a bus out of town and we started talking about where he used to live and suddenly I realized that one of the people that worked for me was the manager of the place that he used to live so I've walked back in the office and it's like old home week he comes in and he knows knows one of the staff members and so it was easy enough for me to say like why don't you guys just go do this stuff today but that's the kind of thing that if you're listening to us out there and you're coming out this is the kind of stuff that will happen as you're released it's a small community and we like to think we attract good people who have been in the system, and they're going to be there to support you. Um, you were a star. I'm looking at Maddie. Maddie was a star of Yard Buzz. Tell, tell us what Yard Buzz is and how that worked. 
Yeah, so Yard Buzz is out at um, ICI is where we filmed it. We were interviewed by one of the residents out there. Kind of just asked us to let everyone know about what our services are, what we can help with. Um, and we love doing things like that because our main goal is just getting the word out of who we are and what we can help with. Your successes are our successes, so we want as many people to know about us as possible. And it's kind of fun because now when we go to the resource center, they'll be like, you two are famous. That's what I said. That's exactly what I was going to ask. We saw you on TV. I know you. That's right. That's kind of fun. Wait till you've been doing this for a few years and you'll start losing all of it. You'll lose the faces and people will come up to you and they'll say, do you remember me? And you know, I don't. No, I don't remember you at all. But uh, that's okay. Hopefully I was nice to you. That's kind of what you're going to have to get to some kind of routine down. But uh, congratulations on it. I think you'll find that's the piece that is the most rewarding for you uh, is that you'll be able to impact people's lives you get to see it and you get to see some kind of changes I think that will happen to you more and more let's talk about the future and where you think we're going with we uh, Maddie mentioned Tim Lay who is the person who's these ladies report to directly and he is kind of taking on that mantle of guiding the ship if you will in terms of where we're going employment wise with reentry uh, how do you feel about where we're going and what we're doing? You want to start, Maddie? With you can. Are you are you excited about where we're going? Yes, I am excited. Every day is a new day. We never know what's going to walk through the door. What new opportunity is going to rise? So um, I think we're going to get a lot bigger than we are. Who really knows where we're going to go? It's hard to say, but um, we've got lots of good things coming. Um, more and more partnerships out in the community. This week, too, you met with, uh, let's say, Idaho's leading employer. Kind of that was an eye-opener. I think that was kind of <clears throat> interesting, wasn't that? Talk about a little bit about that without mentioning the name of this. Yeah, so we met with this one employer. Um, they basically have their own entire city. They have jobs like um, from... Facility maintenance, laundry, marketing, um, graphic design, landscaping, like anything you could possibly imagine. And we are working with them now. They've let us know that if we ever have someone that has um, the right kind of skills for the jobs they're looking for, to send them their, um, over to them, and they will give them that second chance, that opportunity. Yep. And I, can't, I can't say enough. Again, you're listening to us. This is far different than it used to be. We now have major employers coming to these ladies, Tim Lay to St. Vincent de Paul, to be able to say, hey, look, we know you have these connections with people who are hungry to work and are ready to go back to work. We want to help them, and we want to do that. So you're listening to us in the desert. You're worried about where you're going, where you're coming out. There is no need to worry about this. Bring your energy and your personality and your desire and willingness to succeed, and this is going to happen. Would you agree with that? Yeah. We have a lot of resources available, and the more that we learn about those resources, the more that we can help people coming out of incarceration. The partnerships that we're making right now are going to be just completely invaluable to this community. We are going to be able to build stronger communities by the partnerships that we've um, made out there. And including the one that we just met this week, it's like they're they're not just in Boise. This is something that we can we can take you if you're going to Twin Falls. It's it's to other places as well. Mountain Home. I mean, there are opportunities now available that were not available before. Absolutely. And I'm really excited about that. And uh, we also became a federally registered sponsor for uh, apprenticeships. 
And so being a group sponsor means that we can help take people who are have been building skills and maybe thought they wouldn't be able to do anything with those skills and we can put that onto paper and we can put that into action and get you somewhere. That's true. And so in many of the skills I know that when I was there you could take these accreditation, you'd take it you get a credential, but it didn't really translate to anything when you did electrical or carpeting or something like that. And now with these ladies' efforts and the, the situation that we're putting together, those skills are transferable. You'll get credit for that. You'll be able to blend right into something so that it'll be very powerful for you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. T- talk briefly before we close, let's talk about maybe a couple of examples of successes or something you think has been special. You got, do you want to start with one, Maddie, or somebody that you know? Or Okay, so one of our great successes, it's awesome because we, through so many partnerships, we got to make this happen. So this one gentleman got out. We picked him up, actually. Um, and then after that, we started working with him. Um, we worked with him for a couple months. Actually, he was very dedicated. He was coming to our office once, sometimes a couple times a week to use our computer uh, for job search, to work on his resume, things like that. What's awesome about his story is that through our partnership with the Department of Labor, they were able to connect us with another employer. and We were able to meet with that employer to talk about if they are accepting of hiring people who've been incarcerated. And they stated that they were. So we're able to, through our partnership with Department of Labor and then this employer, um, get this guy an interview. And he got the job. job. He got the job. (laughs) And so it's really fun to see things like that happen. Um, He is very dedicated. Um, He was the most positive person I've ever met. It did take a couple months to get a job, but he did not um, give up. He was very optimistic. And, yeah, so I love coming to work and having those kind of um, days. And I think one of the fun things about that story is actually he got to know St. Vincent de Paul through listening to Victory Over Sin while he was walking around the yard. Very good example, Maddie. I didn't know it was getting that way. That's great. (laughs) So he was in Orofino, and he's like, I was listening, and I heard Mark tell me all these opportunities out there. And then then he didn't just listen to him. He took – and now he's he's going to be one of our, our most staunch advocates, I think. Because, God works in many, yeah. many ways. I love that. Uh, that's Boy, we can't top that. We should end with that. Uh, thank you so much, you two, for uh, the work that you do and uh, making my job easier and um, making it so much nicer for me to come to work, to be honest with you. As many people know, I've said this over and over again, but I'm really blessed to have people around me who share that passion. And to, These two ladies actually do. And they enhance a room when they come into it. So it's very nice that they're working with us today. And I look forward to a long association. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity. Have been broken by grace so free. When he poured out his cleansing Motivated by his great love Give me faith I need to rise above And sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength I need to start again I've got victory over sin Okay, thank you very much for... uh... I'm looking at the producer and he's, he's looking at me like, what are you doing? You, you should have ended. 
Let's end it then. If you need to get in touch with us, you go to www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can actually send me an email, systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. Idaho is all spelled out there. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. We can even call us on the phone if you want to at area code 208-477-1006. Look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.